throughout history, we think about films, the ones that we like, the ones that we don't. And then a sequel comes along and it makes you question things like, was the first one ever any good? Is it better? Well, in the grand tradition of sequels, there's barely a handful that are as good or even better than the first. Why don't we explore them? To infinity and beyond! On first, what's on second? I don't know who's on third. Elementary, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why sweet Jesus? Why so serious? I am serious. Now don't call me Shirley. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. Somewhere in Hollywood, just after their last movie. So, uh, what do we do now? Well, we're together again, and all our fans are back. <laughs> Actually, those were extras. Hey, what's the camera still doing here? Oh, no. Disaster. That can only mean one thing. Doggone it, you're right. Mm -hmm. It looks like they've ordered a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a sequel. We're back by popular demand. Come on, everybody, strike up the band. We're doing a sequel. That's what we do in Hollywood. And everybody knows that the sequel's never quite as good. I thought it was the end, but no, my friends. This is when we get to do it all again. Do it all again. Until the credits roll, we got another go to show them we can do Welcome everybody to Pop Culture. I am Scott. And I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. Sequels. The sequel. <laughs> it is, yes. Is this so, the sequel that's going to be better than that sequel? Maybe. Maybe. So Jason and I did an episode on sequels. Oh, did you? So this not, is a sequel. Not necessarily, no. like, but this is a different context. So this is, we. Monica's challenge was sequels that are better than the original, which I then had a conniption. <laughs> pulled myself back together <laughs> and, and and carried on. We just did sort of um like the best sequels that okay. we could kind of think of, yeah. which was kind of like and I and I tried really hard. I don't know if you did or not. I was like, I don't want to repeat myself. Mm. So I like we were talking about like the Godfather Part Two and stuff. I don't want to like throw it just in case anyone's got it. But like yeah. I, I tried not to include movies I that I already talked. You couldn't help it. Some of them, yeah. It's, okay. it's really hard for me to find those sequels that are better than the original. And movie. yeah, generally I'm thinking like like a few of those ones from my list. I'm like. Yeah, it's a really good movie. <laughs> so this is sort of like popped culture sequels to Electric Boogaloo. Yes. 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 Okay, yes. Cool. But I think what made it difficult is because when you, when you frame it like that, you're like, okay, a sequel that is better than the original. Mm. It's really tough. It is. It's really tough. And immediately I'm not like, which was the revenge? <sighs> better than no, the original. You had to think about that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> like because generally and that's why it's sort of this kind of common running joke I think that the world have it's like oh another one mm. 
it, like and because franchises are now just like every big movie is a franchise now. There's no. There are nine Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> that should tell you enough. And a spin-off. Mm. Oh yeah, I forgot. About and a that. spin-off. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> I got about I got about I got about ten minutes in. And I turned it off. I couldn't do yeah. it. Um, yeah, I I sort of can see how there's potential out there because we do get lots of films that have concepts which are quite interesting, mm. and they just don't pull off the film. That's right. So it just doesn't quite work. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, there's no money to be made in making a sequel that improves on them because they probably didn't do well in the first yeah. place. Mm. So it's really unusual to get one that does well and then and then better it, go up unless it was sort step. of planned. Like I could, I can kind of sit here and be like, okay, I like. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, more than I like Fellowship of the Ring. But is it really a sequel because it's one story yeah, and then so I kind of hit those... Yeah, so I didn't. Yeah. So I kind of hit those like problems where I'm like... <laughs> and <laughs> it, it's interesting because we talked about it in our sequels when we, and, you, and you can kind of approach a sequel from two very separate points of view. Is that one, it is a very like optimistic like, yes, I've got more of my great story to tell. And the other one is, the other point of view is like, how much more money, money. can I make? <laughs> yeah, they're sort of on two sides of the same coin really because mm. I guess if you're wanting to make um, a good movie, um, you want to be able to tell a story really effectively, but you also need it to be successful and to make money. Yeah, um, I think the sign of a good sequel is something that keeps building um, and you've gotten to know some characters and you care about them already, so you want to see what's going on with them. You sort of check in on them from time to time, and that's what the sequel does. Yeah. Or at least a good one. (laughs) (laughs) So even finding, I think, five sequels that I really liked (laughs) was difficult. This was, like, impossible. Mm. (laughs) Um, So do we want to start – so we've got three lists here to go through. Do we want to start firing away? I think we can explain why or how this can occur through these examples. Absolutely. And, uh, that's I where I so. sort of started falling into it because uh, when I looked at it, I was going, oh, what's better? And this isn't on my list, by the way, but it was an example. And um, I saw a poster or something just looking through a whole lot of movie databases and that of Scary Movie 3 as an example, yep. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really didn't <laughs> like those. Because it is better than the <laughs> It's better yeah. than the first two Scary Movies just because it was... Um, better. I don't know. It, it, well, didn't, it, it <laughs> didn't have that really nasty edge that the other, yeah. the first, the original concepts had. Mm. But then, of course, it was Zucker who yeah. pretty much... Showed you how to do these films in the first place, coming back and yeah, they know they, they this is how it. you do it, yeah. yeah, and then throw Leslie Nielsen in and Charlie Sheen, and it just works. But it, it's not on my top top list, but okay. it's sort of it's where I became aware that yeah, you can find these every once in a while. Mm. Yes. So, who would like to go first? Shall I? Go Why? for it. I went for I went for the, this one is one of my favorite films. To be perfectly honest with you, and it's I think a prime example of like. Well, yeah, obviously this is better than the original. Mm. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Okay, I can see that. And yes, so the, the older films of it, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm. Um, because the first, like Star Trek, the motion picture is is not great. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it's just really not great. It's, it's very much like a learning experience of how do we take this television show and make a movie out of it on the back of kind of Star Wars being so successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, seriously, like 15 minute just shots of the new ship model <laughs> to music is just like, oh God, I get it. Mm-hmm. You've, got a, you've got money now. I get it. Mm-hmm. And the plot's not 
it's okay. It's passable with the. Have you guys seen? You seen yeah, the old yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it with the Vija and all that sort of stuff. It's like, oh, okay. But then you go into Wrath of Khan. It's like, holy shit, this is good. Yeah, <laughs> it's genuinely Shakespearean. Good. Like it's mm. it's like it's a, it's a whole other level. It's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, well, it came down to the fact that they really put characters through a bit more of an emotional. Well, there's, there's real stakes, like Spock at the end. So you've got that which gave it a lot more flesh and and this an amazing villain in Carlo Montalban as, yeah. as Khan mm. and it might also be the fact that as he said um, the original motion picture yes Star, Star Trek the motion picture um, was a knee jerk reaction to Star Wars yeah. so mm. it, it just wasn't thought out it was similar to Battlestar Galactica on television you know Universal having their knee jerk reaction yeah. going whoops we left that one off the list. <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's a good example, though. It yeah. certainly it, is the cast. And even the actors from Star Trek don't seem as hammy in that. It, it feels much more cinematic. Yeah, than any other one. So mm. it's um, quite good in that sense. Mm. Yeah. yeah, good one. Thank you. Good choice. Um, I'm going to go with a classic one. Um, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. That is my number one. That's, wow. that's oh, the yeah. top of my it list. Is, it, um, it's one of my favourite movies. It's um, a great movie. It is so well told. The villain is excellent. Linda Hamilton kills it as Sarah yeah, she's Connor. Unreal. She's just a wonderful, strong hero archetype. Um, and it just keeps building on it. Like in the first Terminator movie, you see this woman and she's being terrorised by this monster that's chasing her. And now the monster is here to protect her son. <laughs> <laughs> but also like her change is like her from, from is victim to like... Total badass. <laughs> Completely. And she goes through, um, I, I would call it torture. She's locked up um, in an institution. They think she's crazy. They abuse her. Um, and she's doing everything she can to keep herself safe because she knows what's coming. Yeah. Oh, I had it on my list as well. Well, I mean, it's very different too because the first Terminator film is kind of a... It's a slasher film, really. It's, oh, like, it's, it's, like it's also an indie film. Uh, yeah, it's mm. a indie. Yeah. The background of Terminator, they were filming without permission and they actually broke car windows of cars they didn't own and <laughs> yeah. all sorts of things were going on to make that and then it just did so phenomenally well yeah. that mm. obviously James Cameron went, hey, hey, let's, <laughs> yeah. but let's it, but do it properly. I, mean, I guess time travel gives you a certain... Uh, leeway in terms of how can I change my story or advance my story because you're kind of not limited by linearity even though it is very linear but then you kind of get this effect of like trying to undo the original film and I don't think it does though no? I, I think no. it builds on it and um, it it improves on it in a sort of a character way as well because the stakes are a bit more real in mm. what we're seeing well, you in feel Terminator like, well, there's, 2 there's, well, Terminator 1 is just kind of like <laughs> Let's live. <laughs> Let's try it, and survive. It is, but this. it's conceptual. Yes. Yeah. Uh, whereas there, she's got a son, which she is trying to protect. Yeah. And so we now have the stakes in front of us as an audience, as opposed to like your future yeah, child, your future child, the world. You mm. know that yeah. whole thing. It's sort of yeah. It's as you said, similar to a slasher film or survival sort of thing, but this one pushes it up another level and then puts that twist in, as you said, where the Terminator. Is the yeah, yeah. Her, her enemy yeah. is now he's actually a um, ally. So I think a really big part of it as well is um, the villain, the T one thousand. He is terrifying. Not that Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't scary in the first Terminator film. Um, I remember when I first saw it, it was genuinely scary. But then again, I was also very young. But 
the T1000 has a job to do. Yeah. And it's not going to stop. And I think I think the coolest thing is like because when he originally cast Terminator, Lance Henriksen was the, the Terminator, Terminator. Yeah. Mm. and they were like, "It's just not as it's not impactful enough because he's this very lean kind of very shark like guy." Yeah. So then this time around, he was like, "All right, let's do that." And Robert Patrick is freaking terrifying. Just <laughs> so good with that piercing glare the entire time, and just and it, it's a very different performance to Arnie, who kind of has this like um. Mm. I don't know. He plays a robot really well. Yeah, <laughs> he's, I this, yeah. he's this like surveillance camera kind of mm. thing. Like his performance is just based on his eyes moving first, and then his head kind of follows. Whereas yeah. um, Robert I th- Patrick's I think are that's, much more um, underrated, though, as well. To some respects, because I do think um, one of the quote best quotes I've heard about Arnold Schwarzenegger and making films that he does, he goes, "Don't get me to make to say this really long line." I think it was in something like Kindergarten Cop or one mm. of these things. He goes. I just can't do that. It, yeah. it won't won't work. He knows you know? what works for him. Yeah, he yeah. knows how to make it work. And oh, like out of the mm. gate, like with. And I think that between. was his description of how he approached uh, Terminator was he was being like a shark. Yeah, so yeah. He's there, and it, it shows. It's really well done in that sense. Mm. Um, obviously, Terminator Two also pushed the whole special effects yes. stakes <laughs> way up compared to what had been seen before. It's like the point. first full CG, I think yeah. second ever CG character in a film. Because yeah. I think the first one was young Sherlock Holmes, I think. It was a yeah, young stained Sherlock, glass window. Yeah, no, yep, that's uh, right. Yeah, character. And, um, mm. It was done really effectively as well. So, yes. um, And also it was the biggest budget film at that time <laughs> ever. Yeah, that too. Um, so you, you mix all these amazing stunts and... Uh, Quite, it, it was restrained 3D stuff where they knew the limits of it. So mm. that sort yeah. of mo- chrome metal, melting metal was, you know, how would we say? Well, is this, it, it worked. Is this, bef- this is after the abyss, isn't it? Uh, I think I thought it was before the abyss, but I might be wrong. Dead be air, a, dead air. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's looking it up. But um, looking it up. yeah, it, it definitely took the story and it continued it. So yes. Oh, it's, it's, uh, Abyss was 89. Yeah. This was 91. Yeah. So mm. he sort of, I guess, had a crack at that kind of digital face at the very end of the Abyss. Yeah. And yeah. now he's kind of doing the full... Yeah, the yeah. full body. And yeah. And it's funny because Terminator also has um, multiple sequels and nothing has stood up as good <laughs> as T2. They're all dreadful. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. You know, um, there's something about um, Terminator 2 that really resonates with audiences. Um, it's well told. It mm. looks great. There's real stakes in it, and it's just so much fun to watch. Yeah. You know, you can watch it again and again, and you'll never get bored. Yeah, it's interesting to have like two movies that are so good. Like, I still think Terminator One is amazing. Oh, it's great. Um, and then just to see how once you kind of leave the creator's hands, how tr- how like the the others are really bad. Like, it's yeah. not even like they're okay. Like, they try to overcomplicate it when it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Well, I guess know? it's that time travel like crutch. Mm. Yes. They go full Doctor Who. And yeah, to the point, <laughs> the last one was like, oh, it's, this is an alternate reality. Don't worry about the other ones. I'm like, oh, God, you're at that point where it's just. That's mm. bad. But yeah, tell the, me the, last, the last one was probably the better of the ones. Abs- yeah, I think so. It, it sort mm. of somehow captured a little bit of. I think it was Cameron was producing. And also, I think it's because you had Linda Hamilton in yeah. it, which yes. helped a lot. Yeah. So mm. um, there, there was a bit more there. Uh, but. In saying that, it's not exactly <laughs> right up there in no. films. So, um, yes, Terminator 2 on all three there. So mm. that, that's a, a strong one. That I could not help get some of the ones that 
we put as the best sequels yep. because mm-hmm. um, I guess we weren't looking at better than the original. Uh, but I did mention it. You've mentioned it already. And Godfather Part Two for me is the superior Godfather film. Out of yeah. All see, I still yeah. prefer the yeah. first one. The first one, I, I do as well. Yeah, I just I, I, find I mean, it, 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 it's epic. Like it, it, the the parallel um, time periods and mixing that together to sort of help explain the first one a little better and uh, the performances across the board in mm. part two make it, for me, better than the first one. Yeah. Just more interesting, more watchable again, you know, rewatchable. There's a lot in it. Um, and I guess that's my defining point of it is it's the rewatchability of it. The first Godfather, I sort of could watch it and go, yep, it's good, but that two just... Is uh, for me, it blows me away how well that was done. I mean, it's and like I said, it was like the top of my list. I think, well, the second on my list. I think when we did sequels, yeah, I think there's just something. I don't know. I think it's that the Marlon Brando of it. Like he, I really enjoy Michael's kind of fall from grace, and then yes. two continues it. But I really like that initial seeing him go from kind of clean cut, nice guy, soldier boy of the family to like. The Godfather. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy that. And I like, the, I mean, the, his relationship with Kay watching it splinter and stuff. I really enjoy that initial. Mm. I, I just find the first one's got a few sort of clunky parts to it in terms of the other characters and mm. the mm. way it uh, forms together as a story. And yeah. It's sort of, it's grand but not as seamless as the second one. The second one just seems to really pull that together. And Robert De Niro, it's one of, oh, Robert Robert De Niro is so good. one of his best performances like absolutely uh, mm. you know maybe get deer hunter and things like that but <laughs> sort of like a young I, I veto still, yeah is uh yeah, it was amazing yeah mm. um, uh, good choice like absolutely no, very good choice okay um george a romero's dawn of the dead very different to night of the living dead it is yeah. um but i think it sort of set the framework for kind of a an original mythology the way i think Romero created kind of an original mythology of the 21st century and that like your neighbours want to eat you. (laughs) And and now kind of that what he set the groundwork for in kind of Night of the Living Dead and then really explored in Dawn of the Dead has now like we're just drowning in zombie movies all the time now Mm. because of what he created and like sort of taking it from this small little farmhouse horror movie idea into this like massive shopping mall. Like it is, it's, it's epic for like, a no budget movie. <laughs> it's crazy to think that they did that what they did in that movie with like no money. <laughs> mm. And it um and it definitely is just it's the Godfather 2 of horror films. Like it's this massive epic sprawling gory bloodfest mm. that is mm. just it's really cool and like we just we can't escape the shadow of it now with Walking Dead and we've got Army of the Dead later this year. <laughs> we've got yeah. just everything is like zombie zombie zombies. It's sort of like um I guess it parallels the Terminator film a bit where you, mm. You, mm. you've got that initial idea where you're sort of limited and then you go, oh, wait a moment, I can just Build up on the scale yeah. and go bigger and make it work even better or more impactful. So Yeah, and yeah, it just it set the groundwork for what we kind of is now a, an entire genre of cinema. Mm. Yeah, in a lot of ways it has. Mm. For better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there's, there's zombie movies and then there's zombie movies. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Dawn of the Dead. That's a good one. Um, another one that I have on my list is Toy Story 2. Superior well, yeah. to the first one in every single way. <laughs> I, I actually thought of that one. I did actually consider it. Um, I, I think the Toy Story is 
that particularly when you get to three and things, it mm. it is developing more and more from what they started with. And um, I think so. Yeah. I can I I can see how yeah. you, I I had that there. I was considering it. So, oh, really yeah, good. Yeah, no, I think I it's was. probably honest, and, and I'm probably in the minority. It might be my favorite of the Toy Story films. It's just certainly mm. my favorite as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. you have just an introduction to these wonderful characters with um Jesse and Bullseye. Yeah. yeah. And you know they have a very different idea of what it is to um be a children's toy. Yeah. You know, and okay. also you have an amazing villain <laughs> in Kelsey Grandma. Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so good, and yeah. you also have. Buzz Lightyear, with his own story arc, he's come to terms with the fact of who he is yeah. and he's going to save his best friend <laughs> and it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is. It's, a, um, it's them taking that initial idea and adding more to it and mm. taking it further. So uh, I did like that aspect of the you know, protected toy yeah. collector thing but they're really to yeah. play with and... That that's probably it's a fun concept to muck around with. It is, and you also see that in um Woody's existential dread, in a way. He's, <laughs> so, he's so preoccupied with Andy not wanting to play with him anymore, and mm. that it's a little bit sad because that is what happens with kids as they grow older. You know, mm. they don't play with their toys as much anymore. They're not as obsessed with them. Other things come into it. Yeah, and that's explored in the other Toy Story films, but for this one, um, it was. Maybe the first time that I was really sort of like, oh, you know, I did that when, yeah. I, when I had my toys. I'm like seeing it now with my son, like yeah. he, these toys that he was like obsessed with and would take everywhere like it was his friend and now he doesn't play with them. <laughs> they yeah, sit in the toy, toy box yeah. relegated to play with, yeah, new toys. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. And yeah, it's just very touching. I don't know what it is with the um, Pixar company, but <laughs> they, really un- good. They, they, they understand, um, I guess, the emotions that come with those sorts of coming of age stories as well, and they just make them very easy to relate to. Yeah, it's sort of like um, I think they've they've got a way of um, broad like touching a very broad topic, but making it feel like it's just for you. Yeah, that's exactly like right. Soul was this very kind of like, but I guess we all have those feelings, but then it made it very like very much. Oh so. yeah, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> sort of um, I sort of see a parallel between um, Toy Story when you sort of see children growing up and playing with toys to um, The Incredibles with adults and families yeah. and dealing with you know <laughs> a midlife crisis <laughs> and looking back to your glory days. So it sort of hits at you. Yeah, they know what they're a, doing in a very mm. real way, and um, this might just be me talking but you know i grew up watching toy story and as a young adult i saw the incredibles and you bet you um i was first in line to go see the sequel (laughs) 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 yeah uh, pixar i'd say have consistently just built and built upon everything Mm. i mean any of their sequels tend to ensure that it's at least equal to the original if not better cars (laughs) too Uh, but, but wait, You're Cars right. wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. That that's a rare blip on the radar. Yeah, it was the one, the one Cars time they three the is really good. Yeah, well that, which is weird. Yeah, so yeah it's really like, strange. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, but yeah, Cars was one where they dropped the ball. I, mm. I don't know whether that was Disney influence. Or I think so. Only because there. like Cars toys have made more money for Disney than. Like with now, with the exception of Star Wars, than any mm. other Disney product, because yeah. every little boy wants a Lightning McQueen. Like yeah, right. it's just okay. Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, but there you go. You just said Cars Three. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. It's better. a really weird franchise. Yeah, mm. <laughs> um, if it was just Cars Three, I'd be like, that was a great Pixar movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. what do you got next? 
I have. Now, this is an interesting one. I've done two from two different sequel, uh, series, if you want. Mm-hmm. Batman Returns and The Dark Knight. Mm. So if you look at the Tim Burton ones and then the newer ones. Dark Knight is on my list as well. So I've got the mm-hmm. Dark Knight, but I also went, well, Batman Returns is better than the first Batman. Oh, yes, by country. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I mean? So it's sort of, I went, why Why is it those two that the second the, one the, always works A second works Batman out? movie? It's like introducing Batman has some fault to it where you have to move on and then develop it afterwards and in the sequels you get a lot I more. I think it's because it. mm. he the origin story is... It's like it's important to a point, but like I think Batman is only as interesting as like his villains. Like Very that's much right. So, yeah. And yeah. and as much as I really like Jack Nicholson's Joker, there's something so perverse about Danny DeVito's Penguin. No, and that's and great. Outstanding. And Catwoman like, yeah. that are that are really amazing. Like Catwoman especially. Like mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer is there's a there's definitely a kind of weird sexy perverseness to the sequel. Oh yeah. That's mm. really interesting. And then and Dark Knight is this kind of it kind of abandons the superhero concept altogether and it might as well have just been heat with clowns running around <laughs> in it. Like, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But yeah. yeah so, um, but yeah, I had Dark Knight on my list as well because, and I, I quite like Batman Begins. Oh, so do I. Yeah. I it's, it. it's one of the better superhero movies. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, Dark Knight, um, Dark Knight's real good. Like mm. as, a, as a sort of amazing kind of Godfather 2-esque, like yeah, exploring so bigger it, ideas it and concepts. Much bigger. And yeah. It goes much bigger and, um, you know, you can't talk about that movie without also talking about Heath Ledger's Joker. It's yeah. um, one of his best performances. Oh, well, yeah. And, and I think um, I think it's the only time some an actor has been nominated for the Oscar for the same character three times, different ca- actors playing the same Because I think Nicholson yeah, was all, I think, nominated. Yeah, yes. Ledger was, won, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix won, so it's the mm. first time that one character has been nominated <laughs> every yeah. time in a feature film, which is, I guess, a testament to the strength of the character. character. Absolutely. Um, and then the, kind of the anyone who's playing it can just get whatever they want. And yeah. it's Having kinda, watched uh, all of those, I have to say Heath Ledger still wins it. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got, there's a pathos th- about him. There's that, but then there's there's also an, an absolute insanity that you can <laughs> yeah. see, um, and you, every you, gesture and everything he's doing. It's, it's everything's things. deliberate. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, he's just yeah. chaotic evil. But kind of, yeah, but in like a in like a but it's 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 funny and kind of. But you you don't like him, <laughs> like you you like him, but you don't like him because he's really evil. Yeah. <laughs> like I think it's sort of, you just want to see what he's going to do next. Yeah. You're invest, not invested in him um, as a character and you want him to win because of course you want Batman to win. Yeah. He's, he's Batman. But <laughs> you are kind of intrigued to see what the Joker is going to do to try and throw him off. Yeah. Well, uh, it's it just that he's seen to encompass anarchy yes. mm. so well. And Batman's uh, it's, order. Yeah, and uh, I've never seen a character, well, you know, sort of, Super villain type character do that, yeah, since or before. Mm. It's like, it, and it might be the writing as well. I it's mean, a we very good to, script. You have to look at that as well. Mm. But uh, it definitely encapsulated it throughout the whole film. You know, burning the piles of money and yeah, mm. yeah, it, it showed Fire truck total <laughs> dis- disregard for the norms of what you'd expect. Um, a villain these, to be the doing. villains are doing. His motivation. Yeah. <laughs> we well, don't know. It. It's <laughs> chaos, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, it's just to do whatever that. I can to. Mm. And this sort of um, 
uh, like kinship that he feels for, for Batman. That's almost like borderline yeah. love. Like I was going to say, they're sort of two sides of the same coin, mm. really. And I think it's best dr- demonstrated in the interrogation scene. Yeah, yeah. Where they're just trying to outwit one another, and the Joker obviously gets, you know, pardon the pun, the last laugh he because wins. he switches the locations mm. yeah. of where Harvey Dent and um, Rachel Rachel are kept. Mm. And 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 then. We go, we'll, we'll go back to Batman Returns now. Yeah. Mm. Why does the Penguin and stuff work so well? Again, Is it a similar sort of that, just... Yeah, that anarchic total disregard. I mean, he had more reason behind it because he had been ostracised. Yes. Well, he's also what he looked like. like yeah, and so he was there ready to just make everyone like him sort of thing, similar to the Joker in some respects, and he's just going to burn it all to the ground. Yeah. And, um, but it was also a little clever use of him becoming mayor and <laughs> all these sorts of yeah. other yeah. cobbled pot. Yeah. <laughs> and then the the, the this, I don't know as a kid le- legitimately like the circus freak stuff like terrified me. Yeah. It oh, made yes. me even I think as an adult it makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it, it is, it, and it it. I'm not a big Tim Burton fan, and I don't hide that. No, I don't like Tim Burton. Um, I'm not a huge fan either. I have to say that this one is one of the few films that he draws from his strengths to the best you can possibly do, Mm. and it it really does stand out. I'd watch it again easily and mix Mm. it with the performances of Pfeiffer and DeVito. Mm. Yeah. um, Unfortunately, the weak parts, Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah, Bat- the Batman. You always- reckon? I yeah. like Keaton. Oh, I love Keaton. Yeah, I don't, uh, he's okay. It, it's like I actually prefer him in Birdman. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's really good. Uh, in that, like that's that's where he's. He was so good. He had yeah. that best Oscar speech. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's how good he was in Birdman. <laughs> um, but the Batman films, uh, it might be the character of Batman. It's sort of I, I find. I think you've got to work pretty hard to make Bruce Wayne, because he presents a front of like kind of unlikability. Yes. Yeah. In that he wants to be ostracized, so he, but that's all part of the. But then Batman is just like I'm Batman. Like he's just he doesn't have that kind no. of. I guess it sort of depends on um, who's writing Batman and who's yeah. also portraying Batman. Um, my favorite Batman's actually um, Kevin Conroy in the animated series. The animated series. show, it's really good <laughs> because okay. you have you spend a lot of time with him. And his heroism comes from a place of guilt, mm. and he really struggles with that. And I just but find yeah, that so you get that sort of serialized version. You do, too. and you also have um, the film Mask of the Phantasm, which That's is great. It's <laughs> great. It's one of my favorite superhero movies. Um, but it sort of lends itself to sort of see how Batman is in each um, creative person's hands. Mm. Really, he's sort of like the no nonsense yeah. hero. But even like throwing all right, not a good film, and mm. certainly not a good sequel, but. I and I might be in the minority in the room. I don't know. I actually enjoy Ben Affleck's Batman, and I like that he's kind of more of a. He's not. Quite, he's kind of the villain of Batman vs Superman, but he's not quite the villain. But like this kind of like pushed so far down the spectrum of trying to do the right thing that he starts doing the wrong things, and I quite like that. It was an interesting idea to explore. Um, not explored well, but... <laughs> not explored well, no, but I thought it was a really interesting idea, and I actually appreciated that he was kind of the villain because he's so obsessed with this 1% chance yeah. that this guy is, you know, the Superman dude is trouble. Yeah. I have a lot mm. of opinions about Batman versus Superman, we which I won't get into. Which we will get to one. soon. But, <laughs> but, um, um, cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Batman, there's something about those two films that it's elevate. It's weird that they're the second ones of each series. Yeah, too. and they're yes, both that's quite right. good. 
Um, I've got a superhero film. This is my okay. last one. This is my last one because yep. okay. we've doubled up a few times. Yep. Uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 is oh, yes. friggin' great. I had that on my <laughs> list as well as in my short list. It's very good. <laughs> it, it, um, and whether it's sort of, I think Spider-Man's, his Spider-Man's very good as well. Um, Spider-Man 3, not so much, but mm. um, the, I think it, like Alfred Molina <laughs> is yep. so amazing as this broken villain. Mm. And taking the, the comic book arc of Spider-Man No More was really clever and plays with it in a really nice, relatable way. And it's why Peter Parker is still my favourite character ever yeah, in right. superheroes because I can I get him. Mm. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a growing up white nerd, I get it. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, like... And what Raimi did with that, Arc and getting guys like Scott Spiegel and his brother to help write the script to you know who wrote Evil Dead Two and stuff mm. like that. You mm. get these kind of quirky moments, and he kind of he gets to play around with kind of the horror stuff with Doc Ock yep. in the ho- in the hospital, which is great. Mm. And then and we get kind of a, an actually a villain that you don't want to see lose <laughs> at the same yes. time because he's he's broken and he thinks he's doing the right thing, and it's so much more interesting than. I'm going to take over the world. And, <laughs> mm. and like, I mean, as much as I really enjoy Green Goblin <laughs> and yeah. I love Defoe's version yeah. of Green Goblin, he's just kind of a madman. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Doc Ock, and I think that's why he's you know, been one of the longest run Spider-Man villains in the comic books. He's so interesting because mm. he's smarter than Spider-Man. And There's a bit of a um, pattern here. The, these origin stories tend to have the issue mm. Um, mm. where, for the superhero genre anyway, and... It's, it's only it's, once they're... It's like the rocky legs. It's like you've out, got to yeah. get this thing out of the, the way. way. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I agree with Spider-Man too. I it's do, definitely, yeah. It's yeah. definitely an improvement. Um, your next one? Yep. Um, which one should I go with? Um, this might be a really obvious one, but um, Star Wars Episode Five: Empire Strikes Back. It's was my number one sequel yeah, of all it, time. It, it is <laughs> the... It's just great. Everything it, about it's it. It's still beating its sequels. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's prequels. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the high watermark for the franchise. Yeah, like, it is. It's just so good. It completely... It's like round two. You know, um, A New Hope is you have the good guys, you know, get a win and then you just, oh no. <laughs> we break their legs. <laughs> you break their legs. You do horrible Take things to Harrison. Yes. You do horrible <laughs> things to Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 For it, no reason. And, and I think well, there no is a reason. reason. <laughs> there is a reason, but yeah. He doesn't know what it is. Yeah, yeah that's and right. I, and I feel like there's like almost every franchise tries to have their empire moment, like mm. that dark chapter in their yeah. story. And I can't think of a single one that does it as well. Yeah. And it also um, brings in new, really interesting characters. Like you get introduced to Lando Calrissian. Yeah. And yeah. he's just fabulous. The cool side of the pillow. And probably one, <laughs> yes, of, that's the, right. <laughs> one of the icons of pop culture in the background is Yoda. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you've got Yoda, Boba well. Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, that's there's right. A lot, a lot I, li- I like to think of that as his introduction and not the Christmas special. <laughs> oh, let's not get into that one. No, we don't need that. That's not actually part of that's the a, It's not canon though, anymore. So, yeah. um, mm. no, Disney didn't even put that on their yeah. <laughs> vintage collection no, on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> no, you can watch it on YouTube yeah. instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it, like, it, to take what is kind of a... I mean, the first film is this very nice, clean cut, good, bad. We know who... And to, and to really move into kind of a muckier, mm. grey... 
area with like the Luke stuff on Dagobah and fighting the specter of his father and stuff's really oh, and even just yeah, the good. scale of a war, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah seeing the Star Wars, we, we <laughs> yeah, that's see right, a war happening. It is the first one seems like a bit of a flight ragtag group of r- rebels, raid, and yeah. that's pretty much it. And then this one, you've got the ground troops and vehicles and aircraft, and it had and you've got you've got generals and in yeah. a war room and yeah, 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 that's right. And you also have a you spent a lot more time with Darth Vader as well. Mm. You know, um, yeah, we see this sort of we start to get more glimpses of like, oh, there's a yes. man under the mask. That's exactly right. It introduces um, the many, many more and the mm. Emperor, of course, but there's a lot of layers to it as well, and it makes sense. That's why he's such a compelling and villain, which is why people really like him. Yeah, mm. you know, um, he's a pop culture icon for he a reason. Is a pop he's got a star icon. on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <laughs> and you know what? Rightly so. When Rogue One came out and that Vader scene happened, oh my god, was I happy? <laughs> I think a lot of people were. Oh, it was, point. Oh, it was <laughs> over the moon, and it was great that somehow I got to watch that without ever knowing that that was going to happen. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> oh, to go into it surprise. Yeah, yeah, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I went. I went midnight. Yeah. And like I knew Vader was in the movie from the See, trailers and stuff. Oh, you really? No. Oh, that he was in it at all? I didn't know he's in it at all. Ah. So that, that was. I knew he was in it, but I didn't. I wasn't uh, expecting. That I wasn't scene. expecting. <laughs> but yeah, so, but I didn't know he was in it. I ah. just knew that there was, you know, the Death Star, the Death Star stuff, and I thought it was just this side story that, you know, was connected but vaguely connected, and then that happened, and that's the moment of suddenly I'm back. Being you're, five years yeah, old, yeah, you're a kid again. Getting goosebumps, going <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Rogue One was so freaking good. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, and so were it a sequel, it might be on this list. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind it's of a, a spin-off prequel kind of yeah, thing. Mm. It's not really. Um, going back to Empire Strikes Back, though, because you mentioned that you couldn't say the two towers. Is Empire Strikes Back really part of a series, though? I. But I feel like Lord of the Rings is one book. Yes. Well, it's three, really. Yeah. Well, it was. Yeah. It was always meant to be one book, yeah. but publishers mm. were like, "Dude, yeah. it's come on!" But like, yeah, it's <laughs> one story. But I've, I've got the feeling that George Lucas always had. The but the, but the, then you kind of go back and you watch interviews with him and stuff, and he was like, "Oh, you know, it was one movie, and it was about the Tiger Crystal and all this weird stuff that oh, like okay. doesn't." So just I feel like he was yeah. kind of he always wanted it to be franchise, but it was never kind of. And then once the the groundwork was in, he's like, "Ah." Yeah. I feel like with the Star Wars franchise, you can sort of watch them separately um, because you're given that introduction in the crawl at the start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It, it gives you some context. So well, I, it's it's how the first one began. You're just throwing in. It almost there was feels no, yeah, no yeah. build up, no superhero origin story. It was yeah, yeah this is this the is world. Happening. Deal yeah. with it. Right in the middle. <laughs> Welcome to space. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it's interesting that like Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Mm. which very much tries to be the Empire Strikes Back of mm-hmm. the new movies, yep. is the only Star Wars film that is a direct sequel. Like, it picks up immediately after mm. the events of Force Awakens. Yeah, They get back, oh, we've got to evacuate. Like, it's it's mm. it, the only one that's a direct sequel. And, mm. I mean, there's many reasons why it sticks out of the franchise like a sore thumb, but... Mm. And I don't hate it, but you know what I mean? No, like, no, I the like rest it. of them are all kind of... Spaced out. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's three sort of years have passed, and yeah, there's some time in between each little I episode. Guess, episode, there, yeah. which exactly gives right. them the title crawl yeah. explanation part. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Oh, well, I definitely had that on the list. There was one oh, that just I couldn't. <laughs> pass. Yeah, you, you I tried. I left it off because I tried. I was like, well, it was my number yeah. one. I'm not going to repeat myself. I think but it's anyway, everybody's I think number one. Um, and I've got one which does occur in our previous podcasts as well now, and it's any Mad Max film after the original. <laughs> <laughs> it's a state. Yeah, that just. 
just keeps going up. Thunderdome. Really? Oh, sorry. Yes, not Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, Any Mad Max maybe, that's not maybe Thunderdome. Maybe I just, I just, just removed forgot Thunderdome. it existed. You were like it. Mad Max, Road Warrior, Fury Road. That's it. Oh, that's gosh. exactly how it works, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. I, I, I loved Fury Road. Oh, it's, oh Fury Road is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's a symphony of violence and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> but I love Road Warrior too. Like I oh, love, oh, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying the original's bad or in any way here in the original oh yeah it's, just, it's a it's really also, nice re, it's, <laughs> it just goes up oh yeah except yeah. For, yeah okay let's let's take thunderdome out where the third American one the third one seems to not work in a lot of these franchises we've just talked about yeah, oh, yeah well, return of the point. jedi made it, it yeah godfather 3 and yeah. spider-man 3 yeah. Yeah. okay dark knight rises yeah. star trek 3 the search for spock <laughs> far out <laughs> Like <laughs> it's true, it's true, but uh, it it is that case, I guess, with sequels that you can just run out of steam. It, yeah. The the mm. initial uh, gem of an idea or what magic is in these movies it's is only good for so such a distance. No, it yeah. just starts diluting because you're getting mm. overexposed to it. Mm. Yes, um, so and then you also see other films that are trying to copy that as well, and then you know some of them might be better than that or yeah. not as good. So you start. Creating a barometer. Yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of that sort yeah. of idea or concept. Yeah, you're 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 now on that one thing, and it's like, oh, but that one wasn't as good as that one. And, 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 and. Yeah, but I think your zombie movie um, example is yeah. a really good way to sort of talk about that. You can just go anywhere, and sometimes it's great, and sometimes it's like, oh Christ, why did we do that? Yeah. <laughs> but for Mad Max, like, um, all right, let's just abandon talking about Thunderdome because yeah, it's yeah, just such yeah. an. It's. It, it, I think the problem is the Americanization of Thunderdome. That's what it's yes. like. It, it, it's like ah, there's black Buster dollars here. <laughs> Let's have him fight a midget on a fucking giant guy. <laughs> That'll be cool. Put a, a well-known American in there too. Yeah, so Tina, Turner. Yeah. Tina Turner. So. And Angry Anderson for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he didn't bother me so much. It was just more... There was something too slick about it. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Uh, whereas... It doesn't feel dirty. It doesn't feel... Yeah. Mad, Bro- like Mad yeah. Max, and Road that's the Warrior point. and Fury Road just have that yeah. horrible grittiness to it that <laughs> so uncomfortable. You just want to <laughs> shower afterwards. <laughs> Lord, get Lord Humongous. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this. It's the most perverse like character. It is, and 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 there's definitely and maybe it's this like just George Miller's gift in writing yeah. weird bad guys, but like. There's something so skeevy and disgusting about uh, Immortan Joe as well. Oh, yeah. And these two kind of really creepy masked villains that is kind of rocking around the desert in bondage gear. (laughs) With his henchman who obviously has a gimp that he... (laughs) (laughs) In his arseless chaps that he... Like, you know what I mean? You don't even need to explore it. He's just like, you know, Mm. look, you know... (laughs) Just walk away. <laughs> I, I did have another one which I sort of feel bad I didn't put it in there. Um, I would have to say Thor Ragnarok. Yes. <laughs> Is uh, superior to the other two films. It's superior to almost every Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I, I sort of held it off because I was going, oh, I'm going to talk about this in another podcast. But yeah, it's me too. I, I have <laughs> to give it alert. Its, its place here because it does belong here as a sequel that is way superior it does in I, every way it's almost like this is where it should have begun <laughs> yeah i think it's it's it was sort of 
um, Marvel testing the water with kind of like Iron Man. You have Iron Man, you have Hulk, Captain America, and then you kind of get Thor where it's kind of like, anything's possible. He's an alien on mm. the happy planet yeah. with all the castles. And it's weird, right? We get it. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. But don't worry because soon we're going to have a movie about a talking raccoon and then we're just going to do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> and you get Ragnarok where yeah. it's like, Logic. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. No, it's Go nuts. Not necessary. It's yeah. and you get Taika Waititi unleashed on the Marvel universe. And know. Jeff Goldblum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Doing his most Goldblumiest Goldblum. Exactly. <laughs> he emerges once a generation. <laughs> just as a cookie like character. A, from leaves. his from his cocoon. <laughs> 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 it's my wife's ringtone. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum laughing. <laughs> Sitting in the house, and then you just hear ar, 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 ar. That's amazing. <laughs> um, right. But that's a good uh, little promo for the next. Absolutely, absolutely. So, is that it? Do we just cover everyone? I, so I, yes. I do have oh, one more. Did you have yes, one more? Yes. Sorry, we, I thought we'd doubled up. No, 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 not at no. all. Um, this one might be a bit out of left field, but I'm a huge fan of it. Um, Blade Two. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, yep, yep, I agree Gu- with that. Guillermo I, del Toro. Yeah. I love Guillermo del Toro. He's one of my favourite filmmakers and I I really like the first Blade movie. Um, it's 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 like it's um, yeah. it's living in the 90s kind of it's a, a bit too much. but Yes, <laughs> very much so. Um, I don't know. I'm not the biggest um, gore fan or horror fan or slasher fan, but there's something about Blade 2 that's just really entertaining to me. And It's del Toro. He knows del, what he's doing. It's del Toro and, you know, also Wesley Snipes. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he delivers a really... Prior to prison, he did really well. I mean, you know, tax evasion is a thing that exists. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we could, anyone could be guilty of it right now. <laughs> a lot of people are. Some, yeah. some, just, some, some people just, just happen caught. to get away with it. Um, no, you're right. And, like, and, like, and I think Del Toro is larger than life like Ron Perlman and get those kind of things into... Yeah. Because the first one's very much like that movie that the goth kid in school really liked. Yeah, totally. With the war leather coats and stuff. It's but then a two fringe is film, like, yeah. yeah. And then two kind of goes nuts yeah, <laughs> like, with, like, the, with the creepy yeah, vampires that's right. and, then and stuff. Then you're just like, oh my God, is that Ron Perlman? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, it's surprising. That was for me, having you know, experienced part of the 80s as a teenager. Um <laughs> Was Luke Goss? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he was in a band, wasn't he? He yeah, was, was in Bros. These bleached-haired, two male, toy boy-looking yeah. singers, like Jedward. Sang. I don't know <laughs> who's. That? Oh, sorry, they're Who? they're, 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 they're a British um, duo. Never yeah. mind. Uh, I think Bros was as well. I'm, I yeah, he's he's British. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, they just sang really naff. <laughs> horrible music, and then he did this, and, and like he's amazing. And he was really, but he's how un- he's all, like Hellboy Two is another one where the sequels. Yeah, I yeah. also have that on my short list. Yeah, yeah. also and, Del Toro and mm. Luke and Luke Goss is the villain again. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was a major surprise for me when I saw that. And have yeah. you seen Have you seen his turn in Tekken? There's a Tekken movie. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, uh, Luke, um, no, Luke, Goss, Luke Goss is like the hero's mentor. Oh, God. He's Jin, like the character. Have yeah. you played Tekken? You played Tekken? Not in a long time, no. but yes. Well, it's the same as that. Trust okay, me. Right. But um, it will, one day we're going to get around to video game movies and I'm going to make you guys watch some shit. Excellent. Thanks. I can't wait. Because <laughs> it is. It's all right. It's, it's just payback for oh, Pearl Harbor. Tekken's yeah, ghastly. I, you know what? I deserve that. <laughs> um, yeah. So. There are sequels out there. We just we just presented almost fifteen to you. We had some double ups, but then we yeah. added a few more in. So it's yeah. all good. I yeah, think so. so it's de- it definitely can be done. Absolutely, but you know, for every Thor Ragnarok, there's a 
raise the Titanic like this, <laughs> you know? Oh, what, was yeah, the, what, was the, what was the second Poseidon adventure? Like, why did they do that? Yeah. <laughs> I guess for every Thor Ragnarok, there's an Iron Man 2 and yeah. Iron Man 3. And a Batman oh, and Robin Man 3. Oh, How dare you? Oh, no, it's horrible. Well, we're going to fight about this in the yeah, next yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Popped Culture. I have been Scott. And I'm still Jason. And I'm still Monica. Now, for your next mission... You two sons of bitches are going to medical school. This time, foreign exchange students. Awesome. In Russia. What? Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Scott Sauter, and Monica Porto. The opening for this week's show was the sequel song from Muppets Most Wanted, and the closing was the end credits to 22 Jump Street. If you're enjoying the show, please, I invite you to jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. And if you'd like to join us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod or on Twitter at popculture.au. Best to keep it a secret. Oh, shit! Work hard, play hard. You may not want to quit your day job. Undercover, on the loose. Don't let them recognize your face card. This king shit. The team equipped, and we about to empty out like... No assignment. Does Schmidt look any different to you? No, that's Schmidt. I don't know what you're talking about, man. He look exactly the same to me. I got new glasses. Yeah, man, he just got some new glasses, man. Goddamn. No one's gonna fucking notice. Let's do this, Schmidt. Yeah. Just like we always do, Jenkins. Jenkins, Jacob. Oh, sorry. <laughs>